Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes. By myself, just me. Uh, We move this up a little bit. I can't do tomorrow. I'll be driving to Southern Indiana. So instead of tomorrow's show, we moved it up to today. We'll be doing a little bit of a AMA. Ask me anything. Try and keep it as Chiefs-related as possible. But I completely understand not a lot happening in Chiefs Kingdom outside of a certain member of Chiefs Kingdom getting caught. We'll get to all that and a lot more. I want to read a couple of comments right now. Sean says, no more working from home for me. So this is the last live show I can catch. Sterling better be on fire. I don't want to get burnt. Uh, I hope you enjoy this show. Sean, we appreciate you being here all the time. Call in sick. You have sick days. Call in sick, baby. You will be good. All right, let's get into one I want to talk about first and foremost. That is DeAndre Hopkins has received offers from both the Patriots and Titans. However, Mike Jarecki, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. Come on, why can't it be Mike Smith? Why can't it be Johnson? I I apologize. But Mike Jarecki tweeted that Hopkins is waiting on a Chris Jones extension so he can wait for the Chiefs to offer a better deal. I know you're sick of the DeAndre Hopkins hype. Uh, you're, you're sick of the win, will he or won't he or when he. I am too. But this is what we have, so we're going to go with it. I don't know how true this is. That's from one guy, Mike Jarecki. Looked him up. Looks like a pretty respectable source down there in Arizona. Chris Jones' deal last year got signed, or last time around was signed in July. That's about two weeks from now. I think if a Chris Jones extension happens, there is a, I don't want to say a high possibility. Don't want to say a high. I'm not trying to get everyone's hopes up. A legitimate possibility, legit possibility that DeAndre Hopkins signs a one-year deal here in Kansas City. DeAndre Hopkins is in no rush, no hurry, as angry drunken German points out. There's no reason for him to sign right now. He went to New England. They are waiting to see what that deal, what what it comes out of that. Obviously, it's not a number that he loves, but that's a number he can take to Kansas City. He's said on multiple occasions now he wants to play for a winner while also getting his money. Now, we know every single player in the history of ever wants the exact same thing. They want to win. They want their money. This is no different situation here with DeAndre. But if he has these offers in hand from both Tennessee and both from New England, He can take this to Kansas City and say, hey, 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 Brett Veach, hey, Andy, this is what I have here. If you give me a similar offer, well, it might behoove myself to come here to Kansas City and bolster my Hall of Fame resume. That would make sense from DeAndre's camp. So no rush here. There's probably something to Chris Jones, but I don't think Chris Jones is in any rush either. He is waiting for Quinnen Williams this much. Uh, shouldn't be scratching your head and wondering why and when Chris Jones is going to sign. We know why. They're waiting 
for Quinnen Williams. When Quinnen signs, that's the first domino. There, Chris Jones, then DeAndre. We're still in a holding pattern, if you will, a waiting pattern, if you will. Uh, I like Mike Tavner Media right here. I am so sick of hearing how Casey needs X player. We literally won the Super Bowl and barely lost anyone. I'm with you. I don't think the Chiefs need DeAndre Hopkins. Hell, if you've listened to me right now, if you listened to me before in the past, I don't think the Chiefs need DeAndre Hopkins at all. Frankly, I think they are fine where they are at. If you look right now, the Super Bowl betting odds, they are number one. No matter where DeAndre Hopkins lands in the NFL, guess who will be number one by season start? It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't need DeAndre Hopkins. Is it fun to have him? You bet your ass it is. Do they need him? No, they do not. DeAndre Hopkins also tweeted out, I'll retire from football when I'm not a 1K yard receiver. With that said, I was on pace for 1,400 yards last year. One significant injury in 11 years. I might be playing till 37 the way I feel. Good for DeAndre. Don't know if he's playing till 37. The age he is currently at, 31. That's about the time when a lot of these superstar wide receivers start to fall off. We saw it with A.J. Green. We saw it with Julio Jones. Is DeAndre Hopkins next in line? I, I don't want to be um, predicting a fall off for any man, so I won't predict that. But I do think it's something to be wary of if you are Kansas City. It's why I've been on record for a multitude of reasons saying I think a one-year deal for him is, is ideal. Anything more than that, I am out. John Satterfield says, we don't need D-Hop. We need to do the Jones deal and get, uh, get the Sneed extension done. John, you bring up a very good point. This is one that I want to touch on. Just because you get the Chris Jones deal done doesn't mean now you have to sign DeAndre Hopkins. If you get the Chris Jones deal done, you open up cap space, you open up money for any way you want to go. If you want to all of a sudden extend Nick Bolton and Legereus Sneed, you can go that route. If you want to um, extend Creed Humphrey and eventually Trey Smith, you can go that route. DeAndre Hopkins, in my mind, only makes sense if it's a one-year deal. DeAndre's camp, I don't understand why he would sign a one-year-only deal. At that age, there's no such thing as a prove-it deal. The prove-it deal Odell Beckham Jr. got was 15.5 mil up to 18 mil. That's a man coming off of a ACL injury. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't need to prove anything. The only games he missed, not necessarily because of injury, but because of him being a dumbass, six games for, was it, PEDs? That's not a on-field issue. Did he miss games? Yes. Is that on him? Also, yes. But that's not necessarily an injury issue. Not the same as Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know why he would take a deal, although I will say I think the Ravens were stuck in no man's land. They had to do something to try and keep Lamar Jackson. They had to do something to say, hey, 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 Lamar, here's an olive branch since we've bleeped around so long with you. Here's what we'll do to try and make you stay. They were forced to. It's like the Browns with Deshaun Watson. No other team is guaranteeing quarterbacks that amount of money because other teams are saying, you know what? We are not the Cleveland Browns. So you can make the case that the Odell Beckham Jr. deal was a one-off. A couple of comments right now in the chat. The Bills and Bengals defenses are both a lot older than the Chiefs. The defenses will only get worse and ours will continue to blossom with our young stars in all levels of the defense. That's a chat from MV Pat two times. Love the name. I think it's a very good point. I think the Bills especially are the team that I would be, if I if you were a Bills fan, you should be cautious. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, injuries last year. Tredavious White injury the year prior came back last year was not the same as he once was. 
Von Miller, he's not getting any younger. Um, if you want to say Matt Milano, Matt Milano is a great linebacker. I have, I have nothing, um, nothing poor to say about Matt Milano. They have a very good defense on paper, some great names, but the age is a concern. And they're now coming into where the Chiefs have already proven and succeeded in, and that's a quarterback on a second contract. The Chiefs have done what is one of the toughest things in sports, winning a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a non-rookie contract. They've reached the summit. The Bills have not reached the summit, and now they have to pay Josh Allen while trying to keep together this aging defense. I think MV Pat two times, I'm with you, my guy. That is a very good point and astute observation to bring up. This Chiefs defense is young. Uh, we're talking about some second contracts now with guys like Legereus Sneed, but if even you want to take a positive approach to that, they have done – a phenomenal job of developing and drafting corners late round. Uh, even with Jerry Sneed, we always talk about, well, can you let him go? Well, he was the fourth rounder that they've coached up, that they've developed. Now, you're not going to get that with every single person. So if you think Shamari Connor is an instant replacement, I think you're, you're out of your mind. But I do think they tried to realize, hey, let's also supplement the second or this corner group with a legit top-end corner, a first rounder in Trent McDuffie. Now, if you want to make the case that one of Jalen Watson or Joshua Williams might take a step back, I will also listen to that. But they still have they have a plethora of young talent in the secondary. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr., Drew Tranquil they brought in. Leo Chanel is, is one of the most underrated linebacking cores in the NFL. If you look at PFF, whatever your thoughts are on PFF, here's some Chiefs love from them. They think this Chiefs linebacking core going into 2023 is the sixth best in the NFL. That tells you something. I think this defense is young, and, and to an extent, I think they are actually greater than the sum of their parts. They don't have a traditional superstar, right? Jalen Ramsey, they don't have they, – they don't I – mean, Chris Jones, obviously, but, but, but in, in, this, in the um, linebacker group and the secondary, they don't have Tyron Matthew. They don't have this big-name player anymore. LeJarius Sneed is a really good player. Not, not denying LeJarius Sneed adds a lot to this defense, but – He's not the same name as Sauce Gardner. He's not. He, he's not what Richard Sherman was name-wise. And if you go back to the linebackers, there's not a Matt Milano, a Levante David. There's not a um, Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner. You can make the case that this Chiefs secondary and linebacker is greater than the sum of their parts. Part of that's based on the defense they run and parts how they coach them up. I think it's very, very impressive. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A uh, couple questions here. One from Mile High Luke. Curious your thoughts on Justin Ross's chance of not just making the team, but having an impact. Really seems like the only true blue chip wide receiver talent we have. Um, I want to push back on you as far as the blue chip wide receiver talent. I think Kadarius Tony is the highest upside. There was a reason why Justin Ross went undrafted. Even if the injury concerns loomed as large as they obviously currently do. If there was legitimate blue chip talent, he would have been drafted in the fourth or fifth and stashed away. 
Okay. I'm not saying Justin Ross doesn't have a, a lot of potential, a lot of talent, but I wouldn't say he's the only blue chipper on this roster. I am cautiously optimistic about Justin Ross. I don't think he makes a big impact this year. Uh, if the Chiefs keep seven wide receivers, I think he's the seventh wide receiver they keep. Um, I don't see him making an immediate or a massive impact this year. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. That, that's I'm just trying to be realistic here. I think you're going to see Kadarius Tony get first crack at being the legitimate wide receiver one. Um, I, I think you're going to see Sky Moore, which I've been on record saying leading this team uh, wide receivers, I should say, in receptions. Obviously not going to be more than Travis Kelsey, but receivers, I think Sky Moore is going to have a massive uptick this year. I think MVS is maybe one of the more underrated wide receivers that we have not talked about hardly at all. I think MVS has been a consistent player in the NFL now for three plus years. No, he's not going to go for a K. No, he's probably not going for 800, but that consistent five to 700 yards range, I think you're going to see MVSN. And again, you're going to see, in my opinion, you're going to see a lot of Richie James third down. You look at some of the underlying numbers Richie James put up last year. It was with Danny Dimes. Now imagine him going from Daniel Jones in a run first offense with the Giants to a pass-first offense with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid scheming him open. I think you're really going to see Richie James be a underrated factor. And it's not like I'm trying to say I don't have any, any hope for Justin Ross, but who is he taking snaps away from? Who is Justin Ross taking snaps away from? And that's where I'm coming from. It's not that I don't think he can be a talented player, but he has a an uphill battle. He has a a huge uphill battle. And that's what it comes down to. I'm not going to put my, my eggs in the, in the, in in a guy who not only has an uphill battle of making the roster, but then an uphill battle of taking snaps away from not just guys that chiefs traded for in Kadarius, Tony and guys, they brought in, in the off season in Richie James and guys that who are now considered veterans in MVS or a second rounder. They drafted last year in sky Moore. They also have another early round wide receiver draft picking Rasheed Rice, I just don't see Justin Ross having a major impact this year. Uh, now I see a couple of folks in the chat saying Sky Moore, a thousand yards season incoming. Ballooned raccoon, angry drunken German. I'm big on Sky, but I think I'm going to agree with uh, Jesus Perez here. More around the 750, 800 yard marker for Sky. I don't see the Chiefs have any wide receiver go for over a thousand. Sky Moore last year led the Chiefs wide receivers with 933. Um, you can make the case that he missed a couple games, right? So maybe he could have gone over a thousand if, if he played all of th- all 17 games. I don't see Sky Moore going over a K though. And again, it's not me trying to be a Debbie Downer, which I know someone's going to call me. I understand that. It's not that I don't think he's talented. I think Mahomes is going to spread the ball around so much, so often. And frankly, we're going to see Andy Reid use each player a little differently. There's no... Well, if you're going to use a case here, DeAndre Hopkins on this team. There's no wide receiver one. There's no guy who does everything. But every wide receiver brings something a little different to the table. And that's what makes this group, again, how I was talking about with the linebackers and the safeties, even the case, greater than the sum of their parts. I see Brand says two-year contract, Justin Watson in there too. Good point. Uh, I didn't forget Justin, uh, Justin Watson. I'm just not a massive Justin Watson I don't know how to phrase this. He's not a bad player. 
he's a really good special teamer and he's a good floor player. Justin Watson raises the floor and and Justin Ross and John Ross and and Amir Smith-Marset there there's a this is a roller coaster it's a you have to be this tall to ride you have to be this good to to make the team and I think Justin Watson might be the cutoff if one of these young guys shows up if if a Justin Ross John Ross Amir Smith-Marset shows up and shows out in training camp uh, which by the way we're getting very close to eight days away from uh, quarterbacks and rookies reporting. So get excited because we'll have some actual Chiefs coverage coming to you soon. Actual Chiefs news, not just speculation, but Justin Watson, in my opinion, is the cutoff. You have to be better than him to make the roster. That's a good spot to be in. So we will see. Uh, If they keep seven, then Watson's making the roster. You're going to see probably Justin Ross. But if they keep six, don't be surprised if it's Amir Smith-Marset. It was Justin or John Ross making the team over Justin. Um, nothing against him, but that contract's not something that screams you have to have him on the roster. Uh, I do see a few people talking about the Chiefs Aholic 30 for 30. Let's get into it right now. Uh, Jeremy, good question. When is the 30 for 30 going to happen on, I don't even know how to say his last name, Xavier Bob Udor? I don't know. We'll call him Chiefsaholic. Way easier for me. Uh, from the FBI, Kansas City, uh, Chiefsaholic was arrested on Friday and has been charged in federal court thanks to an FBI, Kansas City investigation. Uh, Chiefsaholic has been charged with bank theft and transporting stolen property across state lines. Anyone want to take a guess where Chiefsaholic was found, where he was arrested? California. Arrested in California. This joint investigation was conducted in partnership with FBI Oklahoma City, Minneapolis, Omaha, and Memphis. According to FBI Kansas City, Chief Zaholic enjoyed a robust social media presence as a Kansas City superfan. We all know about the alleged bank robbers or the bank robberies. I don't want to say he did it because I don't think we're allowed to because I think technically still at this point they are alleged. So I'm going to say alleged because I don't want to get in trouble and I don't want any of us to get in trouble. So I will say alleged. How he got all of this money, here you go. FBI investigators began reviewing financial records to determine the breadth and scope of of additional potential criminal activities. According to an affidavit filed in support of the federal criminal complaint, Chief Zaholic purchased and redeemed more than $1 million in chips from various casinos in Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois between April and December of 2022. So he was apparently going through the Midwest, doing a string of robberies, allegedly, at various banks and credit unions. And then he, again, allegedly, laundered the robbery proceeds through casinos and bank accounts. This does need, or this would, would, would be great to have a 30 for 30 about this because this dude is pulling a Ozark right now, laundering money, allegedly, allegedly laundering money through alleged bank robberies. I'm just pissed he didn't do it in the full on wolf mask. That If you're going to do this, if you're going to actually want to be in a 30 for 30, you got to go full in character. You got to have the wolf mask. I think one of my favorite parts of this entire story Again, none of this is actual funny because 
people were probably scarred. And, and, and a lot of the people who were, were stuck up by this dude, I mean, quite frankly, this guy allegedly is a pretty shitty dude. Let's be real now. Uh, but one of the more whimsical parts of this was in 2022, he tweeted out after graduating KSU in 2016, he was working a warehouse job making $12 an hour. Then he went on to say, Today, I manage multiple warehouses throughout the Midwest region and make an excellent living. Only 28 years old. Hard work pays off and don't let anyone tell you different. So this dude was allegedly robbing banks and, and, and credit unions and trusts and allegedly was going to the casinos to wash the money whilst tweeting out how much of a hard worker he was. I guess bank robbery, allegedly, is a hard business. I mean, allegedly, what a shitty dude holding up people at a bank, washing the money, and then having the absolute audacity to go to Twitter and say, yeah, man, I'm a hard worker owning multiple warehouses. Allegedly, bleep this guy. I mean, seriously, bleep this guy. One of my favorite questions I was asked in the Discord, which, by the way, appreciate everyone who is in the Discord channel, appreciate everyone who hangs out with us, who chats with us, who comments with us. If you want to take a, a look at the Discord, you can you can check it out in the description. We appreciate everyone who joins, everyone who's currently in there. It is a lot of fun. But one of my favorite questions was from Chris R. The question is, how long would I last while being pursue, uh, pursued by the police? Because Chiefsaholic was on the run for four months. Four months, I was asked how long would I last being pursued by the police? Three hours? Four hours? I like beer. I get hungry. I talk chiefs. You think I'm going to give this up? You think I'm not going to all of a sudden do a podcast because I'm on the run? I have no idea how to hide my VIN number. Have you seen me? I'm the most untechnologically advanced dude who works for the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm also the youngest. I might last four hours. Maybe. No chance. I would have seven bush lights and start typing in the Discord. Next thing you know, I'm caught. I would not last long. If anyone thinks it would last longer than four months, uh, put it in the Discord. Please tell me you didn't actually like, do anything bad or anything illegal, but I would love to know if anyone thinks they could last longer than four months because I actually find it very impressive. Four months, very, very impressive. Uh, hop a train and drink Canadian beer. Okay, now you're on to something. Labatt Blue, you're telling me I won't crush some Labatt Blue in Canada? The only issue is if it gets cold, I'm out. I have a better chance in Mexico. Way better chance in Mexico. Again, the alleged bank robber and the alleged dude who washed money in a bank or money at a casino that he stole from a bank has been caught. Charles Poole says, why so mad it's not you and it hasn't got anything to, to really do with the Chiefs? Hey, Charles, I'm with you. Frankly, it has nothing to do with me. Frankly, you're right. Not a lot to do with the Chiefs. Chiefs super fan. Quite frankly, I think we should probably try and distance ourselves from this um, hmm, bad dude. I don't know what word I want to use there. It's July 10th. We are still eight days away from training camp, from when rookies and quarterbacks report. I've talked so much about DeAndre Hopkins. I'm all out. I apologize, but I can't fake news. I hate fake news. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to create some storyline. 
I'm trying to tell you what we have right now. Right now, we have an alleged bank robber from Kansas City. Sorry, man. Um, I wish we had more, but that's what we have. Uh, I like Raymond saying, dude, you're too pretty for prison. Fun fact, Raymond, I was told that before. You know how scary it is when you're at a bar and a dude comes up to you and says, I would protect you if we were in prison? That happened. Was not a fan. I immediately removed myself from said place immediately go, I am getting my ass as far away from here as possible. Didn't like it. Might be the most uncomfortable thing ever said to me at a bar. Yeah, but that one's sinking, Raymond. No, Sean, we're not getting more into me being in prison. I'm not going to prison, okay? This is not gonna happen. I'm not going to prison. I don't do illegal activities. I don't allegedly rob banks, and then allegedly wash the money at a casino, and then allegedly get caught in California, okay? Come on. Come on, Sean. Come on, Jeremy. Come on. I'm not doing this. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Balloon Raccoon says, real question, how fast can you grow that mustache? Uh, about a week. About a week. It's about a week. Oh, my God. Uh, I, someone says, I worked in prison for 12 years. Level five. Sterling is too cute to go to prison. No. Why are we stuck on, on me in prison? I don't, I don't like this conversation. This isn't asking me anything, not asking me anything about me and my life if I were to go to prison. Come on. Come on. Chief's questions. Why I think Drew Tranquil is going to be the biggest X factor defensively for Kansas City. Why don't, we, why, don't, why don't you ask me about this, guys? Come on. Let's talk about that. Drew Tranquil. I'm done talking about the alleged bank robber. He's caught. Just wanted to give everyone an update that after four months, dude is caught. But Drew Tranquil, I think, is actually the biggest X factor, the biggest X factor defensively for Kansas City. Hear me out. The same way I said Justin Watson and to an extent Richie James and MVS raise the floor of the wide receiver room where that that's the level you have to be. You have to be better than those guys to get playing time. I think Willie Gay Jr. has to be better than Drew Tranquil if he wants to get on the field. I'm a big fan of Willie Gay Jr. His PFF pass coverage grade last year was I believe 13th out of linebackers in the NFL. That's good. But Drew Tranquil was right there at 12, 13 or 14th. Not only that, Drew Tranquil had five and a half sacks last year. Drew Tranquil is now raising the floor of his linebacking group. Drew Tranquil is now, you have to be better than him to see the floor, or to, to, see, the, to see the field. This should be a kick in the ass to Willie Gay Jr. I'm a fan of this move. Drew Tranquil might be one of the most underrated, best signings of the offseason for Kansas City, maybe of any team, because we talk about, Charles Aminahu a lot, how the Chiefs needed another edge. They needed another guy who can get off the quarterback. But we talk about him a lot. We know what he brings to the table. Drew Tranquil raises the floor of this linebacking core so much, so underrated. I'm a massive fan of his versatility. When I was talking to Jason Reed, he does the Bolt Beat. If you follow him on Twitter, uh, great, great uh, Chargers follow. If you want to learn more, Bolt Beat on Twitter. I was talking to him, and I was talking about Drew Tranquil. And the second I brought him up, he said that was a huge get for Kansas City and a massive loss for the Chargers. He talked about the versatility he brings, talked about the awareness, the smarts, the athleticism, and just the, the Swiss army knife, if you will, everything he brings to the table. And the reason why I keep harping on Drew Tranquil, Steve Spagnuolo likes to do a lot of crazy shit defensively. He's very aggressive. He likes to 
send blitzes from from everywhere. We see Legereus Sneed. We we see the safeties sometimes come down in the box, and and we saw Nick Bolton at times in the A gap. Right, Drew Tranquil is a chess piece. Top fifteen pass coverage linebacker in the NFL. Five and a half sacks. He will confuse the hell out of defenses. Is he coming out of blitz? Is he dropping back into coverage? Not only that, he was the green dot for the Chargers. Third down, you trust him. You trust him getting other guys in place in the defense as well. Big fan of Drew Tranquil. By the way, who just created the Sterling Holmes fan page? First off, I don't know how to feel about this. I know how I feel about the comment. Sterling would look good in a jumpsuit. Damn straight I would. But stop with the prison jokes, okay? I'm not going to prison. I'm not allegedly robbing banks and saying I own warehouses allegedly and saying that I allegedly graduated from, from KSU. Come on, not doing that. By the way, if you guys want to do us a huge solid, if you're listening, if you guys like to bet, if you guys want to win some money, please go to FanDuel. If you click, if you click the link in the description to sign up, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks on any sport. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in most legally gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Please check the description for the offer's full terms. And if you already have a account with FanDuel, you can head to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets to find more betting offers and ways to support the podcast. John F's Wacky World says, word on the street, Sterling is going to the slammer. You heard it here first. Now, what is going on? Come on. It's Chiefs podcast, people. <laughs> I appreciate everyone who was commenting and who's hanging out and who's in the Discord and who's making fun of me going to jail. I will say this makes for a very entertaining July 18th. I do say a legit question from Sean. When is the official start of camp? July 18th. July 18th is what I saw. Uh, that is when the rookies and quarterbacks report. Then after that, everyone else starts filing in over the next week or so. I will say, talking with Richie James uh, about OTAs, I, I did have a chance to sit down and talk with Richie. And just OTAs, he was talking about the noticeable difference of Kansas City and how Andy Reid runs everything compared to San Fran and the Giants, the two other stops he was in. He goes, I understand why they win Super Bowls. It's different here. Andy Reid, whatever you want to say about how it's more demanding of OTAs and do players love it, do they like it, doesn't matter. The proven track record shows for it. or It, it, it speaks for itself. George Karloff is speaking with him, said he would have it no other way. Is it more difficult? Is it more old school? Yes, but you see what happens in June, in July. Well, pays off in January and February. Jeremy asked a Chiefs question here. What are your, I'm glad it's, a, it's actually a Chiefs question, people. Okay, I got a little nervous. What are your early thoughts on a win-loss record? I went with 14-3 and three the initial time I went down. And if you know me, again, You've heard me talk already. I've been a little bit more reserved on some of these wide receivers. I've been a little bit more reserved on some of the numbers the Chiefs might put up. I'm more bullish overall, though, on the record than I was even last year. I had the Chiefs at 14-3. and three. That was my early run-through. I'm really confident about how their schedule plays out for them. Their toughest games are at home. 
I think the defense is going to be the best we have seen in the Patrick Mahomes era. I think we are looking at a potential top 15, top 10 uh, defense. I don't want to look, I don't want to look at yards and, and points allowed. I want to look at uh, DVOA. Uh, I think that's going to be the best number to look at at the end of the season because when you look at what the Chiefs do offensively, other teams will be more aggressive. Other teams will maybe even have more opportunities because the Chiefs can score quickly. They put up a lot of points. So I don't like always looking at yards and points against this Kansas City Chiefs defense. It's a little unfair to what they, how often they can be on the, on the field as well. So if we look at the end of the year and use DVOA as our measuring stick, you're looking at, in my opinion, a top – 10 to top 12 defense overall. That's why I'm so high on the Chiefs going 14 and three this year. I really like what they have done uh, as far as building this defense up. Uh, a couple more questions we can get into. Donnie Hummer asks, what about if we could get a veteran back like Fournette? I actually don't hate that move. Leonard Fournette would be a solid get. He's a good pass catching back as well. A little bigger body. I will say, let me see if I can find this stat I had um, from Isaiah Pacheco. Let me see if I can pull this number up right here. Uh, percentage of runs that gained one or fewer yards. So I know last year we talked, the past couple of years, the Chiefs struggle the most on third and one and fourth and one. You know who didn't struggle picking up one yard? Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, uh, only 16.6% of the time was stuffed for one yard or fewer. This is according to Warren Sharp. Minimum of 100 attempts. Believe it or not, 16.6% was actually the best in the NFL last year with a minimum of those 100 attempts. So I wonder if Isaiah Pacheco is actually going to be used more in these short yarded situations instead of trying the fullback dive, instead of putting someone else on and, uh, on these third and ones. Uh, I will say Leonard Fournette was actually one of the better ones in the NFL as well, coming in at 25%, because before I looked at the statistic, Fournette was actually a name I, I, I was thinking about because he would be good in these short yardage areas. But it sounds like and looks like Isaiah Pacheco, according to the numbers, actually excels there. He just wasn't given the enough opportunity. So maybe we'll see Isaiah Pacheco more. So if they brought in Leonard Fournette, I wouldn't be opposed. But I do think we'll see Isaiah Pacheco start getting the lion's share of the carries this upcoming season. Uh, good question here. Uh, Benjamin asks, is Chris Jones waiting on Quinnen Williams' contract over the extent of anyways? Uh, I think 100% it's Quinnen Williams. I think 100% it makes no sense for Chris Jones to sign a contract right now unless the Chiefs came up and said, hey, we'll give you 30-plus million. It doesn't make sense for the Chiefs to say, hey, we'll give you that much if Quinnen Williams is only getting 25. This is a little dance they are doing, and I think this is a dance that we uh, – that will start a domino effect. The second we see Quinton Williams sign, we'll probably see Chris Jones get a deal done right after that. After that, we'll probably see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Angry Drunken German says, who are the guys most likely to get the majority of snaps at the three wide receiver positions? Good question. Uh, MVS on the outside, probably Kadarius Tony on the outside, and Sky Moore in the slot. I think that's probably the my best guess as of now. Um, Again, I, I think Sky Moore is going to be an absolute menace in the six to ten yard area, uh, similar to what Judy Smith Schuster was last year. Juju was used at times as the, as Daniel Harms likes to point out, the power slot, a bigger bodied slot. Well, Sky Moore is not the same size as Judy Smith Schuster, but I think he'll be used in the same ways, a lot of the same ways as Juju. Uh, Connor says marijuana, marijuana is legal in KC. Let's go. 
Uh, Missouri side, Connor, uh, Kansas side, I don't think it still is. Um, not really much of a question, but I appreciate the uh, – appreciate it either way. I appreciate the comment. Marijuana is legal in KC. Let's go. Uh, I don't know much about that, Connor. Connor, that's on you. That's on you, Connor. I will not get in trouble. Okay. Allegedly, it's it's apparently illegal. It's apparently legal according to Connor. I'm not going to jail. We have already talked about I am not going to jail. Uh, all right. A couple more questions here. Uh, Benjamin, another good one here. I feel like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith will get extended. The positions don't demand big money. I hope they do. And this is why I keep saying I'm only okay with DeAndre Hopkins on a one-year deal. I would prefer Creed Humphrey over I prefer Creed Humphrey in two years over DeAndre Hopkins in two years. I think the interior of the offensive line for Kansas City is more important because you know why? Mahomes can make wide receivers better. We know that. But he can't make wide receivers better when he has no time to throw the ball. I hope Creed Humphrey gets an extension. I hope Trey Smith gets an extension. I don't believe we'll see Joe Tooney in Kansas City uh, in two years because I think that money will be allocated to uh, Trey and Creed Humphrey especially if they hit on Wanye Morris as a starting left tackle or a starting tackle, that really helps the allocation and the ability to keep and extend a position that's typically not um, of need or typically not as high of a need as Creed Humphrey at center and especially Trey Smith at guard. Uh, I do want to say Legereus Sneed, I'm going to talk about his contract very quickly here. I don't think his contract is going to be quite as large as a lot of people believe it's going to be. His contract most likely will not be as large as Traverius Ward. Now, I know a lot of people are out here screaming and saying, but he's more versatile. He does more things than Traverius Ward. He does. But that almost hurts him in contract negotiations. Hear me out. Traverius Ward is a outside cornerback, and that's all he does. He stays on the outside. A lot of times he will travel with the best wide receiver one, but he stays on the outside. That's what he does. Legereus Sneed spends so much time as a slot corner. They do not get paid the same as outside corners. The versatility of Legereus Sneed almost hurts him when it comes to contract negotiation times. If you look at what SpotTrack has for his numbers, look at what his the estimation of what his contract might look like. It's going to surprise you. It's going to be a lot less than you might think. Now, I don't know if another team says, hey, that's okay. We don't mind. We're going to overpay because that Swiss Army knife we need to have on this team. Might be the case. But if you were Kansas City and you go into the negotiation room with Legereus Sneed, you can look at slot corners. That's where he plays mostly, right? You pay him like a slot corner. Don't pay him like an outside. It hurts Sneed, but it helps Kansas City. Same way, Travis Kelsey. If he was labeled as a wide receiver, he's getting 30-plus million. But he's a tight end. He's getting about 15. The position positional value. That's what it comes down to in contract negotiation times. It's why if Chris Jones played at edge, he'd probably be close to 30 mil right now. Probably would have been getting some incredibly massive contract, but he's interior. Contracts just aren't there yet. Steve Cashman asks, what was my score on the par three over the deep gully at old Kinderhook? I doubled that hole. Steve, I'm not going to lie to you. I hit the first shot in the gully. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not my best round. Played great the day before. Played pretty bad that day at Old Kinderhook. Um, our O-line can only get better reservations about Donovan Smith. Yeah, I have uh, some pretty large reservations about Donovan Smith. A lot of the smarter people than me I've talked to, they have a lot of concerns when it comes to Donovan Smith. They're not saying he's going to be a bust, 
but they're saying he has an uphill battle. They think last year wasn't a fluke. Now, I, for one, think you have to take last year with a massive grain of salt. He played injured on a horrendous Buccaneers team and with a perpetual moving pieces along the offensive line outside of him. That makes it hard. Now having Joe Tooney be the stalwart alongside him, hopefully all 17 games, that's going to make Donovan Smith look a lot better. But where the reservations come in for me and a lot of people smarter than me, Tom Brady gets the ball out extremely, extremely quick. Extremely quick. Mahomes doesn't. You might say, yeah, but Mahomes can make people miss. Tom Brady can't. 100%. Tom Brady's a damn statue back there. He was he was just sitting back there like Michelangelo. Mahomes can move around. We know this. He saved Orlando Brown's ass so many times. But Donovan Smith gets a little tug happy. Donovan Smith can get a little jersey tug happy. Donovan Smith gets penalized. That's where my concerns lie. It makes sense on paper of why he's going to bounce back. But my main concern is penalties. He was one of the more penalized players last year in the NFL. Donovan Smith was already holding for a quarterback who got the ball out quicker than almost anyone else in the NFL. Mahomes holds the ball. That's where my reservations lie. Not saying he won't bounce back. Not saying he can't be a really good left tackle. But if I'm going to be transparent, that's where my major concern is at. Angry drunken German says penalties are better than QB hits. I'll give you that. Uh, I will give you that. I will say this as well. Trey Smith himself said it was a major learning process going from what most quarterbacks are like to going to Mahomes. Normally you have a little egg timer in your head. You're going one, two, three, let go. Move on to the next guy. Not with Mahomes. It's one, two, three, four. Try and hold your block as long as possible because Mahomes is probably back there trying to make something happen. So it's a very different process for a lot of these offensive linemen. And I think it was hard for Orlando Brown Jr. He was not the quickest guy, as we know, not the most athletic guy. He didn't fit this system as well. Hopefully Donovan Smith fits a little bit better. But again, getting handsy, going to be a question mark. Uh, let's look down now and see any more questions. Can't wait for the season. And the quarterback show on Netflix will make for some good Chiefs content to pass the time. I am with you, ballooned raccoon. One, for the season, but two, for uh, the quarterback show on Netflix. Mahomes is in it. Marcus Mariota is in it. And Kirk Cousins is in it. I'm excited to see behind the scenes of Patrick Mahomes. It was nice seeing behind the scenes of him at the match, which, by the way, I don't think we've had a chance to talk much about the match. Um, Clay Thompson's not a 12 handicap. Uh, I think the safest place on the course was on the golf cart because it seemed like everyone was getting hit. If you were a fan, first off, I, I'm sorry if you were hit, but also what the bleep were you doing? There was four balls. There were four dudes. There weren't people on every single freaking hole hitting golf balls. You had four balls to watch and you were still getting hit in the dome. Come on. I hope everyone who got hit is, is safe and okay, but also like you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. These guys aren't pro golfers. Mahomes said it. Guys, get back. We are not pros. And everyone kept bum rushing these dudes. But I did find it interesting to see a little bit behind the curtains of Patrick Mahomes, some of the trash talk he was bringing on to Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. That was a lot of fun for me. But I'm excited for, for, for the Netflix show quarterback because I'm excited to see behind the scenes even more. Any little inkling, every little thing we see about Patrick, I'm enchanted by. It, it's really cool. It's really cool seeing the face, not only of 
Kansas City, but the face of the NFL play here in Kansas City. We're so used to, at least me growing up, it was always somewhere else. It was Tom Brady. It was Peyton Manning. It was, I don't know if you want to say Drew Brees, but if you want to say John Elway before then, it's a Joe Montana, but he was here for, for two years, three years. Like We hadn't had the face of the entire NFL here in the city of Kansas City, and now it is, and I can't get enough. I can't get enough of, of every little thing Mahomes does. Because we don't just see it, the entire country sees it, and the entire world sees it. That's what's so fun. Uh, I see Rain Island says, I wish we would hop out of the race for Hopkins. Hashtag don't need him. I would hop out of that conversation if it's anything more than a one-year contract. And again, the Chiefs don't need DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. I will repeat once more, the Chiefs don't need DeAndre Hopkins. It's fun to have. It's nice to have. They don't need DeAndre Hopkins. Angry Drunken German says, it's a Super Bowl year. Suck everything in. Enjoy. It's true. If you're a Royals fan, Royals are done. Chiefs still happen, baby. It's always Chiefs season here in Kansas City. Coming off of a Super Bowl victory, which apparently uh, the Chiefs didn't win because if they would have played on on, uh, better grass, the Eagles would have won, which I didn't know you could just start making excuses anytime you lose. I don't know why the Chiefs didn't think of that when D. Forge was offsides. I don't know why we didn't just start saying, yeah, well, the Chiefs actually won because D was offside, so therefore the Chiefs are actually champions. Like, it's absurd. I have never seen a saltier bunch. Get over it. Y'all lost. Chiefs won. I don't give a hoot about the field. Do you think that they switched fields every single time the offense was on? They played in the same damn field. God, grow up. Grow up. Question here, I hope they get a deal done with Jones before camp. I think you're probably looking right around that time frame. I'm not going to be nervous even if it doesn't happen before camp. I'm not going to be sitting here just petrified that the deal's not done. I don't think Chris Jones goes anywhere. He means too much to this team, to this organization. Chris Jones wants to be a Kansas City Chief for life, as he's made uh, very clear multiple, multiple times. Both parties are on the same page. Both parties understand he wants to be the second highest paid defensive or defensive interior lineman in the NFL. It's a waiting game. They're waiting for Quinn and Williams. All right. This was fun, everyone. I enjoyed this. I went longer than I told Richard I was going to go. I told him about 30 minutes, but I went way too long on my Chiefsaholic. And apparently you guys wanted to talk about me in jail way too much. That happened. Uh, I'm not a fan. Uh, I wish we could have just uh, not talked about me in jail because come on. I'm not going to jail. I'm a responsible young adult. We talk Chiefs. If I went to jail, we couldn't do this. Think of that. But thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you so much for everyone in the Discord. Thank you so much for all the Chiefs-related questions as well. Uh, And no, we're not going to hashtag lock Sterling up. My own fan page is saying that. No, training camp is just around the corner, just over a week away. Guys, no show tomorrow. I will not be here. I will be traveling to Southern Indiana, uh, not running from the cops. I promise you, I'm not running from the cops. I did not allegedly rob a bank. I did not allegedly wash money at a casino. But I'll be heading to Southern Indiana for a family reunion. I will be joined with Adam Best on Wednesday. That show will continue as it normally does, but no show tomorrow. So until Wednesday, thank you guys so much. We are out.
goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.